Hey man, do you know what viscosity is? I sure do. Alright. Can you hear the music? I can. Gotta love Fringe and Boy Chuck. Hell yeah. See, this guy knows. This guy knows. When are we getting some lyrics to this? Hold up. What? Did this just did this cut out? Oh, I still hear it. Oh. <laughs> all right welcome back to another episode of on the throne with dick and uh you know shout out to senjin boychuk for that amazing intro outro you can hear me just fine though i can hell yeah um uh you know recently married and um you know much like this week's guest, who I'm excited for, who is recently engaged, the Mudman. Definitely, yeah. The uh, the date's coming up pretty soon here. Gonna yeah. gonna tie the knot on November third. Oh, dude, that was quick. Oh yeah, yeah. It's almost you don't waste the no uh, time. Well, she doesn't. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Next to that, that means babies are coming real quick, man. Yeah, that might be the plan. My. My mic and my headset just died on me uh, as we were doing the intro there. So um, that's that's fun. Um, so the instruction said um, to charge it at least once a week mm. um, or, you know, when it starts getting down. And last time I charged it was like a week and a half ago. So, like, it dies on its own slowly, you know. Uh, who got that cheap shit for you? Well, <laughs> shout out to my sponsor, the Mudman, for you know hooking me up with a mic and headset. It's been a long time since I've actually done a, a whole episode without a mic and headset, but I'm on really good Wi-Fi, so that should you know offset itself a little bit. Perfect. Hell yeah, man! So, do you have do you have a um, a minister or a pastor set up yet to marry you? Uh, so actually, my uh, my fiance's mentor, who's uh, her her kind of mentor at the law firm that she's going to work for, went through the process of becoming a justice of the peace or what, whatever it is, so that she can uh, can marry us. Nice. So she's yeah, she's going to do the do the ceremony. Good for you guys. I'm uh, I'm actually looking into paying for uh, uh, to get ordained. Oh, you should. Yeah. Yo, so many people have already said, like, hey, if you get ordained, you can come marry us. And I was just thinking on the way home, uh, you know, I, I'm working in Fort Sask, so I get to be home every night here, and uh, or, or mostly every night. Um, you know, it's only a half hour away. So, And I was thinking on, on, on the drive, I'm like, man, I wonder when he's getting married. Is it like a year out or two years out? I'm, I can get ordained. And, and that, you know, I'm whatever. Hey, man. Use who you gotta use. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, look, well, talking about like you guys could just get remarried, right? Like, well, no, that's that's what I mean. I, I we're, yeah. We're... <laughs> look, she's, yeah, she's she said she's gonna listen to this, so so yeah, no, definitely when we get remarried. Don't, well, I know you listen to every episode, but I does do. she? No, no, she hasn't yet, but she said she's gonna have to listen to this one. Oh man, oh dude, tell her it's like crack. Once she listens to one episode, she's gonna want to go back and listen to them all. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we had to go to Edson on Saturday to to pick up some some equipment that I bought, and we were listening to the uh, Up the Stick one that you did, and and I think she was enjoying it. 
Ah, there you go. Did you guys listen to Anger Management with Riley? Uh, I listened to that one on my own uh, when it came out, I think a day or two after it came out. Yeah. Most yeah. downloaded episode of all time officially now. That's awesome. It was a great episode. Yeah. And yesterday's episode is uh, the second most amount of downloads only behind Riley's episode in the first 24 hours. Really? What, what was that one? That was uh, some crane op with Morgan, the crane operator. Oh, okay. I saw it downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Oh, dude. I was really pumped for it. And the teaser trailer on, on uh, uh, TikTok actually actually did really well, too. And on Instagram, it did phenomenal. So, like, the numbers, you know, with the amount of people that watch and like and stuff like that, the teaser trailers, they match, like, how the video or how the podcast is done, right? So, because even on YouTube, YouTube, the, the the YouTube videos, even people watched have watched it a significant amount of times too, considering. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's yeah. pretty good. So, yeah. the Mud Man today's you know everyday sponsor, but like today we got the sponsor on the podcast. Something everyone has been asking for. And be like, hey, you need to get this guy on. You need to get your sponsor on. It's it's a relevant sponsor, yada, 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 which it is. And it's incredible. Most people, like, you know, don't have relevant sponsors for their podcasts. You know, better help not knocking that. It's something that's really interesting and something a lot of people um, need to use or probably should use. And, you know, like Grammarly, as as Chase was joking around about, you know. But, like, the mud men. I work in oil and gas. You're an oil and gas guy. You support the oil and gas industry. Definitely. Absolutely. I, I mean, the amount of back truck drivers that uh, I mean, I've jumped in the tanks to, to help them out when I was on the rigs working as a mud man. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's kind of almost come full circle. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thanks for the help. We, we appreciate it. So, you know, three o'clock in the morning, you're down in there. It's, it's minus 30 outside that invert or that barite is just rock hard. It's not coming. And, and one guy down there exhausted, you know, uh, dehydrated, probably fatigued to the nines. And, you know, it's good to have another dude in there going through the same shit and, you know, um, grinding it out with you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That would usually be when I get a phone call and I'd have to go back to my shack, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, you know what? I think it might uh, it might be sandwich time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's funny, man. So, so how did you, I guess, get started in the oil field and and you know move your way up to you know where you're kind of taking it to now? You know, because like you where you started is completely different, but not really. You know, you're just you're just not on the rig itself anymore. You're just like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to help. Uh, innovate and and make these well my old job easier you know absolutely yeah so I I started when I was uh, I believe I was 19 18 or 19 uh, I graduated high school I didn't know what I wanted to do I was going to go to university or go to trade school or do something and this was all in Nova Scotia on the east coast uh, so not a lot of opportunities so I decided I'd go to trade school, went and got a diploma in automotive repair and went to work for Toyota as a mechanic. And at the same time, I was offered a job with a drilling fluids company, uh, M.I. Swaco, to go work in their mud plant and their warehouse evenings and weekends. And then uh, so I worked for them for the summer before. And then they offered me the the uh, job is part time type of thing. 
And Toyota offered me $7 an hour to be a mechanic. And then they said, you're going to need about $3,000 worth of tools, but we'll co-sign for you with the snap-on guy. And and uh, at the same time, I think I was making $14 an hour, uh, loading pallets of barite, or loading trucks for offshore, and then mixing mud in the mud plant to go offshore as well, and loading ships. And so I, I was thinking like 14 bucks an hour is way better than seven. And I'm didn't go to university, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. But but kind of kind of saw the opportunity uh, with oil and gas, and after uh, after about six months or so, I, I started talking to guys who had been out west who had worked the rigs, and uh, I asked my boss there for a transfer to to Alberta for a little more opportunity, and they wouldn't transfer me, so I I quit and jumped on a plane and I went to Pitts at that time and then Pitts turned into Inform and now it's the whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah shit. What is that called now? Like something safety training or I Yeah. Fuck. Energy Safety Canada? It, maybe that's what it is, yeah. Energy yeah, safety Canada, yeah. It's where you get like your tickets and all that shit from now. Exactly, yeah. My my H two S is expired, so I, I haven't looked at it in a while. Mine expires uh, in February, I think. So Oh, well you need to get on that. I think you can do the refresher online. You don't have to go back into the classroom as long as you do it before it expires. Well, I'm not gonna tell them that because like, I just <laughs> you know, it's a free eight hours outside of the field. They'll probably send me to Edmonton for it and I'll get to be home for a night. So that's that's fair. Yeah, if if you're getting to, to go on the company's dime, then absolutely take advantage. Definitely. But uh, yeah, so I moved to Alberta and my I was going to work on the rigs and this was 2002. Things were slow, not much going on. So I drove by the, the MI Swaco office in uh, Spruce Grove, in uh, Nisku actually. And I asked if they were hiring and they said, no, but Spruce Grove office is. So I went over there and I talked to them, told them I'd work for them on the East Coast and and uh, get a job the next day. So started off in their shop, uh, repairing centrifuges and pumps and all of that type of stuff. And then I asked to uh, go to the fields and they said I wasn't qualified. And then about a week later, they had a couple of new hires and they asked me to take them to the field to train them for the job that I wanted. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, I did, and I kind of just bit my tongue and continued on doing what I was doing, and then eventually an opportunity came up, uh, and they sent me to, to Weyburn, Saskatchewan for a, for a couple Home of Home of all-you-can-eat KFC. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I, I had a phone call from a manager on the East Coast, and he wanted me to, to go work offshore, and... So I asked for a transfer back there, and they wouldn't give it to me, so I quit for the second time. Went, uh, went and worked offshore for him as a consultant. Then uh, that job kind of ended, uh, contract ended. So I got a call from a, a manager shortly after in Grand Prairie, and they asked if I'd come out there for them to, to be a centrifuge hand again. So I went to Grand Prairie, uh, spent about a year the first time and then uh, I, I think I quit again. <laughs> Got in an argument with the manager. Uh, 
and uh, we didn't really get along. So I, I quit and then he got let go. And then about a week later, I got a call back to, to come back and, and uh, do the same thing again. And so this time I, I, I was a field hand uh, running centrifuges, installing them, uh, going out to the rigs, optimizing that type of thing. And uh, did that for it's probably about another year or two up until about 2005, I guess this was. And at that point, I saw the, the mud men in the fields who did absolutely nothing. All they do is they drive to the rig and they're there an hour and then they get to go home and it's the easiest job ever. And then so, or at that time, I thought it was anyway. So I, I talked to the, the higher ups and I said, I, I want to transfer into the, the mud side of things because MI Swaco had the Swaco side, which is the salts control uh, shakers, all that type of stuff. And then they had the, the mud side, which was the MI side. And so again, they said I wasn't qualified. So I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll kind of just stick it out here for a while and figure it out. Uh, eventually, either I'll have enough experience or someone else will try to poach me. And then the same thing happened again about Two months later, they hired a bunch of new mud guys, and they told me I had to take them to the train to the field to train them. Son of a bitch! <laughs> so, so I I I didn't quit that time, but uh, I was close. And then uh, I, there were a few more management changes, and probably about a year after that, I, I was asked if I would like to go to mud school in Houston, which is a eight week uh, drilling fluids training course. So ended up going to that and came back and ran mud for them for, I think it was about four more years in the field. And at that point I got promoted into the office. Uh, actually I was working in Holland at the time and I uh, came back and they asked if I'd like to move into the office as uh, integrative fluids and engineering coordinator, which just meant you looked after projects that had both Salts control equipment and drilling fluids on them. Just, just so, give you a fancy name to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was kind of they they knew that I wasn't happy and and they wanted to keep me around, so they gave me a almost a made up position, but it was a, a legit position, kind of overseas internationally. But in Canada, it's just kind of a joke. Uh, and then uh, the. The account rep who was looking after Talisman at that point, uh, he got promoted to go run an area in the U.S. and they needed a new account rep, so I, I ended up in house at Talisman Energy as their their account rep looking after the drilling fluids for MI Swaco. But uh, yeah, I spent I think I was there for about a year, and I just finally had enough. I, I couldn't do the the downtown sales guy having to pretend that you cared what people did on the weekend or <laughs> like it just wasn't for me. So you had to watch what you said too in the office probably, right? Like out in the field to be like, yo, you know, like uh, you, you know how the conversations go. And then, you know, around the water cooler, you're just like, so did you watch that episode of Melrose place last night? <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, definitely a different life that it's, uh, it takes a special kind of person to be a salesman and, uh, it wasn't for me. So I quit and I went consulting and my, I think the first job that I had was back with MI Swaco again. And, uh, so I went consulting for them and then a few other drilling fluids companies, uh, over the years. And I, I think I spent another about four years 
consulting and and then I uh, got back into drilling waste management with a company called Fuse Enviro that has cuttings dryers that uh, they, they take the cuttings off the shaker and they run them through a, a special screen uh, that's spinning and, and it dries the cuttings it removes all the, the oil from them and then they can be disposed of with a lot less weight. And from there, I uh, went to another company that did uh, VAX like the, the rig vax. Uh, yeah. And again, it was a sales role that I wasn't really all that interested in. The people were great. The company was amazing, but I, I just wasn't having fun. So I, I decided after that, that I uh, was gonna try to patent uh, an invention that I had and spent a couple of years doing that, <laughs> spent a lot of money and didn't really get anywhere with it. And, uh, uh, finally, I, I figured out I, I needed to get another job and I went into the drilling fluids testing equipment uh, company that they were one of the, the two suppliers in Alberta uh, at the time. And so I worked for them for about two years and they wanted me to do drilling fluid sales rather than do the testing equipment. So again, didn't really have any interest in it and ended up quitting and starting Mudman Market. Oh, yeah. So since then, that was uh, that was 2017, I believe. And since then, I think I've taken probably 90% of their business. <laughs> that uh, went from having a a small one room office to to having a what a 2,000 square foot shop with way too much inventory that I I don't uh, have room for all of it now. Man. So it's, it's been a been a wild ride. Yeah. So one thing that 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 really caught my attention was the amount of times you said me Swaco, M I Swaco, okay? And yeah. and I didn't know that it was M I Swaco because all every time I see it, it's usually like you know really 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 late or early depending how you look at it in the morning. And uh, I'm I always look at it. I'm like me Swaco, me Swaco. You know, and I'm just like sitting there for trying to pronounce it all the time. But am I? It makes sense now, and uh, that that forever yeah. changes my my uh, pronunciation of it. Don't know what I'm going to focus <laughs> on when I'm like half dead. So that's cool. And then, like you know, like, you spent so much time like across, like in other countries and stuff doing. I, I, dude, I had no idea you did that stuff. That's that's wild. See, like that's why that's why we're talking, and that's why we're we're having this conversation. You know, because like there, it goes so much more than just like yeah, I was on the rigs was a mud guy and got, you know, tired of using shitty stuff. So I made my own, man, there's so much, there's so much cool shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it seems like it was a blink of an eye, but yeah, it was, I mean, 20 years of, of kind of working for other people. And, and I, mean, I've, I've worked all over the U S uh, including the North slope of Alaska, all down through Texas, Oklahoma, Wyoming, and then overseas Holland uh, didn't really get anywhere else other than Holland, but uh, I mean that was that was pretty cool over there. The the vac trucks are all Mercedes, and yeah. they have uh, paved leases and like cement di- cement ditches around the edges of the leases. They spend a lot of money. So it's like a vac truck driver's dream. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. But it's yeah. everything is so so close to the town. Like it's it like we had a. The company vehicle that they had for us over there was a Audi A3 station wagon 
and like you're never off pavement. Wow. I kind of, I kind of take so, that. Yeah. That's it's a awesome. uh, different world. Are you, are you on Wi-Fi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a great experience. I am. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think there's a little, little tiny bit is it, of a delay. Is it freezing? Oh, a little bit. And I think there's a little bit of a delay, but it's oh, okay. No, you don't have to, don't use your data. It, okay. Well, it'll work itself out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Man, you're really, yeah. Yeah. So out of the park <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the logos. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of funny during, I guess it was just before COVID. I, I was sitting watching TV or, or something and I, I had the idea of the, uh, like I, I've always kind of thought like mud is almost a game. Like it's almost like a sport. I, I feel like there should be mud man Olympics. There should be like, you could, you could almost do anything with it. There's, there's so much you could do with it. And I, I was sitting watching TV one day and I was like, hang on a second. Like the MLB logo or the NFL logo or like professional sports logos, like it's just a white silhouette with with the red and the blue like that's yeah. i could make mudman mudman a, a a professional sport essentially so i i got uh i brought home a viscop and a funnel for, from uh work one day and i i got my my fiance my girlfriend at the time to take a picture of me holding the viscop and funnel oats and and that's where, well, anyway, where this logo and the, the one on the hat came from. Uh, my buddy, my best friend growing up became a tattoo artist. So I sent him the picture and I said, hey, can you turn this into a, a silhouette? And about 10 minutes later, he had it sent back and and it, it all started from there. Deadly. I think that is that is pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've been a, been, a, been a big hit. Uh, the, yeah. The, the one that, that you're wearing there, uh, I saw... Uh, I think it was either Cabela's or Bass Pro had a, a similar shirt, but they had mountains and and then the, the same type of script or a similar script. And, and I was like, I, I like that shirt. Maybe I should make one myself. I know a lot of people that I talk to are like, I tagged you. I don't know if you got the tag that I tagged you in earlier, but uh, today or yesterday, someone's like, man, where do you get that hat? And then I tagged you. I think it was on Instagram. And then, uh, you know, I'm always, always like, people are like, man, I love that hat. I love that hat. And then the shirt. And then I've given away a lot of those, the stickers like this one. And then a lot of the, the John Deere ones, man. And that one, people love that one. The John Deere one. It's just like people like gravitate towards it. Like, I love that. Like mainly mud hands and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, that one's been a big hit as well. The amount of them that I sent to people in Saskatchewan is just unreal like like anytime i send an order of of chemicals or equipment just out there to saskatchewan it's i gotta send a couple packs of stickers yeah absolutely uh, if not saying there's a request coming shortly after yeah yeah stickers are king man yeah yeah they are for sure yeah and we're we're uh we're we're kind of we're rebranding a little bit here as well that uh i so i bought mudman.com uh, the website mudman.com. So we're going to kind of go from mudman market to mudman.com and going to do all new t-shirts and stickers and hats and, and uh, going to have a bit of a merch store up here probably in the next month or so. Just making moves, buddy. Look at you go. Just, just making these moves. This is, this is 
awesome, man. Like, I love that, you know, like, I didn't I didn't meet you when you were at the ground floor, but I didn't meet you when you were at your peak either. No, no, it was, uh, I mean, what's it been? Probably two years or more? Oh, shit, dude. It's coming up on two years for sure. Like, we're it, it is definitely close to two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, like, the past two years have kind of been the the start of where I thought maybe this isn't a hobby and I don't need to look that it's, it's actually turning into a, a business. Yeah. So when, so, so when I ask people uh, on the podcast, like, Hey, do you know what viscosity is? Right. Like, do you just like, do your cheeks clench? Like, cause you never know where it's going to go. Do you just be like, Oh man, like, Oh God, here we go. I don't know where it's coming. And like these fucking idiots, they got it all wrong, but it's funny. Oh, I, I always laugh. Like I always have a smile on my face as soon as you start talking about that. And then I, I always have to pause it and look to see what the time stamp is of at what point you, you did that so that I can, I can let other people listen to it or tell them, okay, listen to the show at this, like listen to the whole thing. But if you want to just hear my ad, start at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, okay, so in your own words, all right, do you know what viscosity is? Like, what is viscosity? Viscosity in my own words? Yeah. So I, I figured I'd bring a prop just uh, to kind of show how viscosity is measured on the rig. That uh, So your vis cup has measurements on the inside of it. Uh, in the States, I believe it's a quart, which is the, it's kind of hard to see, I guess, but there's a line inside of there that is a quart. And if you fill this funnel up with water to the screen and let it flow out the bottom, there's a, a brass piece in the bottom that has a, a specific size to restrict the flow of water. It should take 26 seconds to fill one quart. And that's your 26 second viscosity is water plus or minus uh, half a second with uh, in Canada, we use a full liter and it's a little bit more than the quart. So it's 28 seconds plus or minus uh, half a second. So if you're, if you have a thicker drilling fluid, you're going to be quite a bit more than that, more than the water, uh, more than 28 seconds. Uh, and typically you're, you're probably not going to have anything thinner. You might, if you've got like diesel fuel or something like that, but, uh, you're probably not going to be drilling with straight diesel either. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, viscosity is just kind of the, the thickness of the fluid. So, so uh, you, you guys nail it pretty much. Uh, <laughs> after, after a good month away in the bush, it takes around 28 seconds plus or minus for me to get the thickness of my load out. <laughs> huh? See? <laughs> I bet it See? would. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah, it wouldn't take long. No, no. Sometimes, yeah. man, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you know, stretch it to maybe 30, 30 seconds, you know, just to make her happy a little bit. But she knows the first one's for me anyways. Exactly. There's going to be a repeat <laughs> performance. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully a little bit better than last time, but there's definitely going to be an encore. Exactly. Yeah, Hell no, yeah. I've I've been there when I was consulting. <laughs> I when I was consulting, I'd uh, I'd usually start in December or so, and and sometimes I'd stay at a rig until March. <whistles> just go out and yeah, just go do a sit-in job for for three four months, and 
watch the, the bank account get fat and then try not to spend it all summer. Yeah. 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 That's kind of like what, what's happening here right now is that like, you know, I was supposed to work six weeks and it was going to take me into my daughter's birthday. And then I was going to take a week off. But now that I'm working so close to home and on the pipeline, they're working six and one. So like I'm coming home every night. Plus I have Sundays off. So like, uh, my daughter's birthday is going to be on a Sunday in two weeks. So then uh, it's going to roll. We're going to roll into her birthday. I'm going to have that Sunday off. And then I'm just going to continue working. Right? So it's going to be it's it's going to be good, man. And, you know, uh, probably mid-November I'll probably come home for days off. So, like, it's probably going to be – it'll probably be, like, a good, you know, like, two months or more. So, like, we're we're – we're having, we're pulling a long one, but it doesn't feel long because you know, I'm 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 home every night, or you know, I'm I'm doing my thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're you're not uh, heading back to Fox Creek anytime soon, then? Probably, probably will be uh, after my daughter's birthday. Like I think that the pipeline, the our our portion of the pipeline project will end around that time, and then and then we'll go back to Fox. But uh, apparently, um. I'm going from this pipeline to another one in Fox. So, like, you know, it's going to be, it's, we're on easy street here, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I kind of always wanted to, <sighs> to get more on the production or the, the completions or, like, midstream midstream stuff always seemed to be the, the absolute best. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never never managed to make the jump out of the, the production or the uh, exploration side of things. I'm gonna try turning my Wi-Fi off. See if it if it helps a little. Because there's definitely a, yeah. Yeah, I can do the same if uh, if you think it'll help. Oh, I think you froze. Okay. There you go. Are you there? There. Yeah, you're back. You can hear me. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Video looks good. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. No, that's good. Maybe it was my Wi-Fi. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, man. No, fuck that. That's deadly. That like you know we. We're having fun with the viscosity thing, like, and we're we're get, we're nailing the, we're nailing it on the head at the same time as we're just trying to joke around and have a good time. Like Billy and I on the Dinks episode, man. Like, I think that was like probably the best one so far. I think so. That one was pretty funny. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely my favorite. And like, yeah, there's he, there's been a few that uh, I mean, I've I've just burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah. The the one with Mud Sleuth though, where she where she's like, "Are we talking about your shit right now?" <laughs> like, the thickness of your. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I no, it's been it's been an absolute blast, and man, like I was blown away when when you asked, like, "Hey man, I noticed you know your your audio quality's gotten a little bit better. Yeah, you, you put in a pair of ear earplugs there and or uh, AirPods or whatever, and and you know, hey, is there anything I can do to help? We can." You know, because I think at first you were like, man, we should do like, let's start off at five, you know, start off with five episodes, go from there. And, and I'm like, fuck, let's go all in, man. Uh, who wants to go five? I want to continue talking about this. <laughs> no, I, I uh, absolutely. I didn't want to, to think you were trying. I was trying to take advantage of you or anything that uh, I mean, I, I was happy to help out. I just didn't want it to be uh, if if you wanted to do five, I was happy with that. And I mean, it's been great. Yeah, man, it's, we're on uh, episode. It's definitely, I think this might be like uh, something that I, I love to support. I think this might be like forty three, forty four, maybe uh, episode forty three, yeah. forty four, and and we started doing that like episode like fourteen, man. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while for sure. Yeah, it's been a lot longer than five episodes. Yeah, that's for no, sure. It's... Like 
it's been it's been a blast absolutely like, absolute yeah. blast like you know, uh, I've been trying to get you on for a while, and you know, here we are. We're finally here. You're busy. You're a super busy guy. I get it. And um, you know, um, so have have you noticed? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to word that. Like, so has there? Have you seen any? You know, uptick in sales or anything like that since you know? Is is it been worth it? I I, I don't think I, there's really been an uptick in sales. Like the majority of my customers are were existing. Like I've yeah. They're, the majority of the mud companies in in Canada buy from me or bought from me before then, uh, but I am getting a lot more like Facebook and Instagram uh, messages, a lot more on LinkedIn. Uh, it seems to to have increased that way. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all exposure is good exposure, I guess. That's right, man. And dude, like, I don't know if you've listened or talked to or reached out to Riley yet for uh, the angry drilling guy. You know, he just started his own drilling company, right? He's bought a couple rigs. And like, you know, I don't, maybe I told him about you and you know about him and, you know, hopefully you, you guys can, you know, work together on that. That'd be, that'd be huge, man. You know, like, this is crazy how like the kind of connections like this is is, is creating you know yeah definitely i haven't reached out to him yet i i'm still waiting on a few of my my new mud scales to come in and then uh i gotta i gotta get in touch with them and, and see if we can't get him a couple hell yeah hell yeah so so okay so like what are, what are you bringing differently to to the to the scale thing like to the mud scales and the equipment and what what's different for for now than what it was let's say when you were doing it like what did you design or bring differently to the table uh so there's there's a few things that i i can't really go into too much i want to i want to wait till that they're released and uh everything i've got a lot of products in the works now but there's a lot of what i'd call design flaws in the existing equipment like the majority of this stuff was made in the the 70s 80s some in the 90s and nothing's been improved upon since so there's a lot better technology, whether it be better motors for the the rheometers or or better ways of doing things now, better machining methods. Uh, I mean, being able to 3D print things now, uh, you can make parts for a lot cheaper. Uh, the majority of my stuff isn't isn't 3D printed. It's mostly made uh, by machinists here in Calgary, who's who's a, an amazing machinist that. Uh, I give him an idea of something I want to do and he kind of runs with it. And, and then we go back and forth and designs a few times and it ends up just being like world-class way better than anything that's out there. Now uh, we're, we're working on a few pieces of laboratory testing equipment as well that are completely redesigned, eliminates a lot of the potential safety hazards, the chains and sprockets that that you could easily lose a finger with and and just kind of going with direct drive motors that are controlled by uh, circuit boards that we've designed and and every, like touchscreen panels where like i say the the equipment hasn't been hasn't been redesigned hasn't been updated since maybe the 90s so there's so much room for improvement and really there's only two big equipment manufacturers for drilling fluids which uh both of them are, are very big and they're not focused on, on the little things that make the, the people in the field makes their life easier. Whereas I'm 
five years out of the field and and i still still remember i guess i, I went back and checked mud for a company about two years ago uh, for a couple of weeks when they were shorthanded and it's just some of the things that, that you're using out there are, it's archaic it's it's not it's not today's technology it's not today's equipment so that's kind of my goal is is making it uh today's equipment that's huge that's 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 uh you know some you know the old guys are probably like oh, it's not broken don't fix it you know but like the new guys coming in is like hey man like this is the fucking 2023 exactly yeah I, i've i've had a lot of that where i'll i'll kind of show some pictures or show a prototype to someone and they'll say, well, why would you do that? And then I'll show it to a younger guy and he's like, oh shit, that's cool. Like we need one of these. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. Um, I've seen some of the pictures on the website and stuff like that. Like you got some like digital stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that's our, our retort controller. So uh, the, the retort is essentially, it's a 50 mil, uh, 50 milliliter, cell that you put your mud in and it's like a little a little still so it it evaporates your mud it heats up to 530 celsius boils off your water and then boils off the oil and all you're left with is solids but you're collecting that oil and water into a graduated cylinder and you know you start out with 50 milliliters and everything that evaporates off all the oil and the water uh you know if that volume is whatever you know how much is left for the solids and then from that you can determine your oil water ratio uh, because your oil and your water are separated in the graduated cylinder and then you can do your calculations for your salt content uh, and pretty much everything else from that other than your titrations for your alkalinities and and uh, and for your chlorides but so for the the digital controller it the, the older models are pretty much you turn on a switch and it just goes and it stops when it stops. Whereas mine, you can follow it along. It gives you a temperature reading every second of what uh, the temperature is at. It gives you a little graph of, uh, so you can just give a quick visual seeing where it's at. It uh, goes up to 110 degrees Celsius and then it stays there for 10 minutes and it evaporates, boils off all the water. Uh, whereas your oil will boil at a higher temperature. So it stays at uh, 110 for about 10 minutes, boils off your water, and then you don't get an oil flash off, which can happen if it heats up too quick. Everything will just kind of shoot out at once, and it won't, uh, won't really, it'll carry some of the solids out with it as well. So this is a bit safer. Uh, it also has a, uh, a limiter on it, so it, goes to 530 and it stops there if something does happen it will only go to 600 and then it, it shuts itself off and it also shuts itself off after an hour and a half so if if you start doing a retort uh, i'm sure a lot of mud guys have done this and then the the uh, well site soup maybe he calls you over to talk about something and then you got to go up to the the floor or you got to go to the dog host you got to talk to the dairy can and then all of a sudden it's four hours later and you, you're like, oh shit, I've got a retort running and it could have been overheated. It, it, I've seen them before, they'll go up to over a thousand degrees Celsius and then there's a brass insert inside of there that will melt and you have a puddle of brass when you come back. So this one, 
eliminates the possibility of that. Plus, it gives you the the precise control that you're you're able to adjust it to whatever temperature you want. Uh, there's limiters in there that won't allow it to go over a certain. So I guess you can adjust it within a, a set range. And uh, uh, it, there's uh, passcode locks on it. So if you don't want the roughneck playing with your equipment when you're away from it, you can you can lock it and you can't turn it on. That there's uh, yeah. some some interesting things that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the um, uh, you you are yeah. making yeah, a bit some. of a name. you are making a bit of a name for yourself though because you know like uh, when I'm out on site on a rig anywhere, and, you know CES Canadian Energy Services they're on site and they see the hat or, or the shirt you know they they're always like hey where'd you get that hat and I'm like oh the mud man they're like oh I know that guy I know that guy right they they know you they do yeah yeah they. Uh... I, I don't really do anything with CES right now. That uh, we've we've got a, a bit of a strained relationship that I, I won't really get into too much. But uh, yeah, everybody else, all the other mud companies, uh, they're sporting all of my gear. Hell yeah! No man, so, yeah. it's um it's pretty cool because whenever they say, "Oh, nice hat or nice shirt," where'd you get that? gives me an opportunity to talk about the podcast right but it also like it also like you know feel like yeah i fucking know that guy you know like i've met him you know he's been to my house hey and and it, it's so cool man <laughs> it's fucking cool oh it's it's funny you say that because I'll, I'll be talking to to guys like uh operations managers or whatever at different oil uh different mud companies and they'll be like do you know that dick frost guy they're like yeah yeah, I, I do. I've, I've been to his house. <laughs> so it's kind of a bit of, bit of bragging, bit of bragging rights for me too. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It's, it's it's cool, man. Like it's I I was on site today, and 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 uh, it happens a lot where like I get recognized on site. But this other vac driver, he's like, "Yo, Dick," and I was like, well, "Oh shit, what's up?" And he's like, "Man, come here." So we start talking. And he's like, man, I gotta get a picture with you because my uh, my uh, swamper that was here in the last couple days, we saw you around, but we couldn't like we were too busy, we couldn't get on talk. And then uh, he left to go on another job, and uh, he's not gonna believe that like I came up and we had a conversation today. We need to get a picture. I need to send it to him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? So we took a picture and sent it to him. And his swamper was like so pissed. He's just like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, oh, I wanted to say hi the other day. Just like, fucking just say hi. You know, like, just, you know, like, I talk to everyone that goes by, you know, and it's like, hey, what's going on? How are you? And fucking same thing, though, man. When I see people and they talk to me outside, I'm like, so you like podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, 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 you become quite a celebrity. Ah, I don't look at I don't look at it that way, man. I look at it as you know, like easy come, easy go, right? Like everyone's always looking to cancel someone, so I'm one wrong word away from <laughs> not being anything. But if I was also if I was a celebrity, I wouldn't have to work. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, man. Uh, the whole the whole. Uh, internet thing it's been a ride it has been an absolute ride it's been really fun really interesting but it's been really humbling too you know what i mean like it's uh i can't how do i explain that it's been super humbling like um it, it, it's it's been interesting it's been 
it, 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 the oil patch is we say it all the time big industry small community right and it's really cool that you know like before you know you're just walking around site and like you know unless you're there all the time they don't really know who you are and like you know you're you're you go around to all these different sites quite often and they, they just know he's the back truck guy right and like now i go to all these sites even if i've never been there before it's like there's dick right and it's so cool man it's so cool like you know like i'm just a swamper on a back truck right like i'm nobody right but like these people they 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 see, they see my videos and stuff and they're like man that's fucking funny and and it's really cool what's the really cool part is is why i started doing it right is like i it, i needed an outlet i needed to make myself feel better and during a really dark period and, and rough rough patch in my life and, you know, um, I was working away a lot and, like, barely home. And, you know, those long 18-hour shifts were just getting to me and, you know, not seeing the wife and kids. And it's really cool when, when people come up to me. And it happens a lot when people come up to me and they're like, I just want to shake your hand. And it's like, okay, cool. And they're like, I just want to say thank you for, you know, giving the boys, me and the boys, something to take our mind off of you know, what we're missing back home and, you know, what we're, we're, we're cold, we're covered in shit, we're hot, it's, it, we're dehydrated, we're tired and, 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 and you bring us a laugh and it takes our mind off of this and it's like, yeah, hey, you know what, like this relatable, we're all going through this shit and that has been so cool, so humbling, you know what I mean? And, uh, that's why I started doing it. I did, I did it so I could take my mind off of the shit, right? And while I, I was missing what I was missing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the the world needs entertainers. I mean, and no matter what form they come in, whether it's TikTok or, or Instagram or like internet type of celebrity or, or it's musicians or athletes, it's in entertainment's just there to distract you from from the troubles of everyday life. Or to, Hell yeah. to take your mind off of off of the things that you don't want to think about at the time. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, no, I I mean I really, really commend you, really commend you for what you're doing. And, and I mean, the being an advocate like you are for men's mental health and I mean, mental health in general, yeah. it's, uh, no, it's great. Well, man, I didn't want to talk about it and it didn't get me anywhere. It actually made things worse. Right. So, you know, like, uh, fucking men's mental health or mental health in general, man. It's like, we're all in it together. You know what I mean? We're, we're all going through it. If you don't think this dude over here is not going through it or this guy or this girl over here isn't going through it, like, man, we're all going through it. Right? And the only way we can get through it is together and share those experiences. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, like, um, the, I don't want to get into too much specifics, but the guy I'm working with right now, like, you can tell he's he's going through it. You know, he's he's older and, you know, uh, you can just tell that he's he's not happy right now. And we were talking about it the other day. He actually brought it up to me. Like, he, like you know, he's like, oh, I can trust you with this. It's a safe space. And it's like, yeah. So I'm not saying his name or anything like that. But, like, um, he he's older. He's not exactly happy with where his life has ended up near the end. And he's not, like, near the end, near the end. Right? But, like... Over the course of time, he's getting to that age now where one starts to reflect on everything that's happened back there, and he doesn't like what's happened along the way, right? And he didn't take care of that shit yeah. 30 years ago, you know, when it was the time to deal with that shit. And now it's 
there's that saying, like, if you don't take care of your mental health now, it's going to take care of you on its terms. And right now, exactly, it's there for him. And uh, we talk about it all the time. I try to joke around with him and, and, and laugh and get him going and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he it's kind of working a little bit. But at the same time, you know, there's times where he just he just wants to be left alone with his thoughts. And, and it's like, okay, man, well, I'm right here if you need to talk. So, yeah, yeah. and that's probably all you can really do. And, yeah, I mean, to, to have someone that you can talk to, it, it goes a long way. Hell yeah, man. We're together every day for 12 to 15 hours, you know? So, like, if you can't talk to the guy next to you while you're working and going through the same shit, like, who can you talk to, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. But, um, so you worked away for a long period of time. Like, like what's been your favorite place? Like, what was your all-time favorite place to work in? And, like, favorite camp or hotel or city, I guess. Uh, that's kind of tough. I, the, the way I looked at it, if I was away from home, it didn't really matter if I was overseas or in the States or, or in, in Northern Alberta or BC. It, it was, I'm away from home. I'm just gonna, most of the time I'd be staying at a shack, uh, or in a shack at the rig. Uh, and you're more or less like held prisoner there that you're, you can't go too far. I, I remember uh, I was doing a project for an oil company up in uh, Fort Nelson, up north of Fort Nelson, and camp was 10 minutes away. And if I left to go get supper or lunch or breakfast or whatever, they would not be happy that they wanted me there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just in case. And so I, I kind of, after a few times like that, I just, I'd take groceries with, or if, if there was a camp and the food was okay, then I'd just get them to bring me a plate, uh, out with every, uh, every crew change or, or the lunch run. And I just eat with the crew or I'd eat in my shack. Um, so really it's more or less not, not really any different if you're just staying in a shack or location, whether you're anywhere in the world. But that being said, uh, I did spend some time in Oklahoma and it was pretty cool. Uh, I was working nights down there and it was probably still 35, 40 degrees Celsius at night. And you're just wearing coveralls. Like you can't wear anything else. You're, you're, uh, they had mandatory, like you had to drink a bottle of Gatorade an hour and they had coolers all around the, the edge of location that, that you had to, they forced you to drink Gatorade or Powerade or some sports drink. And every single night, there'd be, like, three huge storms that would circle around the rig, probably, like, I don't know, 50, 60 kilometers away, all of them. But there'd be thunderstorms and tornadoes in all of them. And we were told, like, if a tornado hits the rig, you go into either the substructure or, like, the pump house, one of the heavier buildings that isn't going to be picked up by the tornado. And you stay in there until about 10 minutes after everything's clear because the tornado will pick up rattlesnakes and you'll end up with one falling on you if you go out right after. So, I mean, that was, it was kind of, kind of cool for that experience. I I love the heat. Uh, And, and to have like always have that in the back of your mind, like there's tornadoes going all, all night, all around you. And, and to have kind of a little bit of extra danger on top of it, it was, it was pretty cool. Man. 
that is badass. Like that that would be that'd be pretty sweet. Like that extra danger factor added on. And then like the threat of like rattlesnakes. That's that's pretty that's pretty badass too. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Uh, that that is uh, that is a team. I I don't know if it's basketball or not. I don't know, but like I I know that there is a team called the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe it's hockey, but fuck that. That makes sense now. That name is definitely definitely makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah, that that's fucking cool, man. My favorite my favorite spot I've ever worked. Like that's hard, man. Um. Like same as you, I'm away from home. It sucks, but so, but like I make the most of it. I like to go out and go hiking or like go explore the area and and see see what's all around. And you know, Claire's home has some pretty sweet spots to go hiking in, uh, and a lot of neat areas. And then you know, but Fort Mac, Fort Mac does it for me. Anytime I'm in Fort Mac, I just like fucking love it. it smells like money, and it's just. I love Fort Mac, and uh, I like going and exploring, you know, up the roads nowhere or the bridge nowhere, up Super Test, and just going exploring all around there after work and, and checking things out. Well, I could watch Triple uh, Sevens do their thing uh, from the highway, going down the hall roads all day. It just fascinates me. I'm just, I love it, you know? And then you look around at, like, <laughs> Gateway Hill, you know, how they, they reclaimed it all, like, 30, 40, 50 years ago, and now where Syncrude's currently uh, extracting shit, that's all going to be forested area again. And, you know, I love, I'm fascinated with all that. Every Everything about Fort Mac and, and what we do in this industry, anything just fascinates the hell out of me. Oh, absolutely. And it, it always pisses me off, too, like when you get the celebrities coming up from Hollywood going and doing the helicopter flight around Fort McMurray and saying how much of a wasteland it is. And, like, I, I don't know if you've been to L.A., but, like, driving through some of their, some of those places that there's, like, pump jacks that have spills all around them, and it, like, yeah. it's just, uh, like, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, it's it's way worse than anything we have here. Oh, Canada's but red tape. I guess and they know better because they're celebrities. Yeah. Canada's red tape and regulations, like environmental regulations, are like the t- top notch in the world, right? And as a bag hauler, I would know that. You know, like I literally, if there is even a little spill, we're called out immediately. We got to go clean that shit up, right? And like we spend hours doing that sometimes. You know, like I've talked to uh, oil and gas workers from all over the world. You know, if it hits the ground, it stays. Not in Canada. If it hits the ground, we're we're on it. It's being cleaned up immediately. Oh, absolutely. I I uh, was working in Oklahoma, or sorry, in Wyoming for a little while, and they were drilling with invert, but they had uh, a pit out back, like they dug a pit, like you'd have for an old school water base well, where you'd have the the mud flowing through, so your solids kind of drop out, and then you have a pump at the other end uh, to suck up the clean mud. And they had that for invert. Like this was 2007, 2008, so it was a while ago. But I mean, they had that for invert, <laughs> and I I still remember when they were when the well was over and we were moving on to the moving the rig off that pad and onto another one. The the track hoe that was in cleaning it up, like he just grabbed the liner and pulled it up and pulled it out and all of the oil and everything that was being held in by the liner just goes onto the ground 
and then they've got to dig that all up. But it's like the whole reason for the containment to be there was was just kind of messed up at the the end of it. So like it for all the good it did it, at the end of the well, it did absolutely none. That's fucked. That's fucked. And they they have the nerve to say yeah. we're we're dirty and we're killing the environment and throw a carbon tax at us, right? Like it's that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we don't want to turn this into a political discussion, but I think it's more of who's in Ottawa than, than any, anything else. That's <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, we don't want to go there. Yeah. We don't want to go there. I'm sure we could have like a whole episode about that. Yeah, yeah, you should uh, You should try to get... Uh, Get get a politician on to to discuss it with you. You should set up a debate between a liberal and a conservative. <laughs> I've tried. I've reached out. So I recently reached out to the Man- Manitoba's new premier. I reached out to him this morning, actually. Like um, Wob Wob Canoe, right? The, mm-hmm. the, I think he's NDP, and like you know, yeah. his story is actually pretty interesting. You know, he started off as like a rapper, homeless thug robbing people, you know, turned into a reporter. And now he went into politics. Now he's like the premier of a a province. Do we consider Manitoba a province? I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I I do like seeing Manitoba when I'm driving back from Ontario and you know that you're, you're done the drive through Ontario. Like that's, that's, I think what Manitoba is good for. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's you know, it's fine. only that's like another funny. three hours or so to Saskatchewan. <laughs> that's funny that you say that because my wife uh, yeah. always used to think that the license plate said "Finally Manitoba." <laughs> yeah, and and she wasn't even kidding. She used to yeah. think it said "Finally." And then, like one day, I was like, uh, "You do know that says friendly, right?" She's like, "No, it says finally." I'm like, "No, it's friendly." Like she was not even joking, and like. I mean, I'm right there with her. I feel that. Hey, you know, like you're coming through Ontario, finally, Manitoba, right? And <laughs> that it's, it was pretty funny having that discussion. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I think I've done the drive five times now, like there and oh. back to, to Nova Scotia, and uh, and and every time I do it, I say it's going to be the last time I ever do it. We're about, and there's always we're about another time. <laughs> uh, so I grew up in a, a small town called Chester Grant, but it's about uh, about ten minutes outside of Chester, uh, an hour from Halifax. So actually, the the painting on the wall there is of a from an artist in Chester. So that's they have a race week, a sailboat racing every summer, and uh, that's I guess his depiction of it. That's not the blue noser, is it? No, no, it's not. I've got the blue nose on my arm, though. But uh, there's the blue nose. There you go. So, so you're a blue noser. <laughs> I am, yeah. Nice, nice. So I didn't realize that that was. Yeah, like although a, I've been out here longer than yeah. what I was ever there. So. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know if I'm an Albertan now or not. Definitely, we don't. Hey, I've been. I went back to Ontario for a couple of years, but then I came back here. It's been a couple of years. I, that, that whole time in Ontario was just a blacked out mark in my file. You know, like we didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I moved back to Nova Scotia when I, when I quit the second time, I think it was. And after about six months, I was homesick for Alberta that I couldn't wait yep. to get back out here. I feel that. I feel that. We, uh, when we went back, just I still went and I, I couldn't wait. I, I knew I had to convince the wife that we had to go back to Alberta. I just had, had to warm it up a little bit. Turns out, like, she wanted to be convinced, right? And, like, she was also missing it. And when I said, hey, we should move back to Alberta right away, I thought it was going to be a fight. She's like, Calgary. And I was, let's do it. And then, you know, it was actually her idea to come back to Edmonton. And it's paid off in, in dividends for us because I get to be home a lot more. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, if you're home every night, it's it's probably worth it to live in Edmonton. Other than that, I, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you know, where I live in Edmonton is, is, is a topic of conversation. It's actually... Yeah. People like to make fun of it a lot, um, you know, but I see it as an up-and-coming neighborhood, so. <laughs> no, I, I liked Edmonton. I, I When I first moved out, I, I lived in Devon, just outside of Edmonton, lived there for about a year, and really enjoyed it. But uh, at the same time, I, yeah, yeah, I think I was I was 19 and, and looking to just go out and party and chase girls and stuff, and there's not a lot in Devon. Do you do you and the uh, wife to be? Do you guys plan on having kids ever, or is it just like, hey, it's just you guys? You're going to be a bunch of dinks. No, we're uh, we're planning to have kids. Uh, so she's in law school right now, and Damn, she grad she grad. Yeah, yeah, I lucked out. She's uh, she's also 25. So I don't know what I did in a in a past life, but uh, it must have been very good. Oof. Yeah, because you're what, 45, 50? Uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm 40. You're 40? You're like 40? Uh, yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, good for you, man. Hey, hey, you got that young, you got that younger model, man. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, that that younger model is going to age like a fine wine now, right? Because, like, exactly. You, you, you get that younger model, you sign it to a long term contract, you take that free agent all the way to retirement. Exactly. That's the plan. Yeah. But, yeah, so she graduates uh, this spring or, well, next spring from law school, and, and uh, she's got her articles to do with the law firm. And, and then from there, I think we're trying. Ah, dude, that's awesome. Trying is fun, man. Trying is fun. Better than when it's actually the real thing. But, like, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Any uh, any progress on, on your attempts? Uh, we're trying for number three. We're trying for number three. So, um, you know what? I'm, I'm planting seeds, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm reaping, uh, planting seeds. Uh, yeah. I'm planting seeds. And uh, right now, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm planting, what am I planting there? I'm planting cream cream pies. Is it cream pies? Is that what it is? There you go. Are they planting cream I, pies? I think so. I think uh, there's, there's a joke about, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a joke about telling people that uh, you're trying to have kids versus telling them that you're, you're cream pieing their daughter or their friend every night. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I know my father-in-law <laughs> listens to this, so or someone in the family listens. To this, so like, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, she's like a little. Uh, what are those fucking little Debbie cake things? Oh yeah, 
Uh, what are those called? Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls. Yeah. yeah. Swiss rolls. I'm Swiss rolling go. the daughter every night. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think he's still listening or did he shut um, it off? <laughs> he might have shut it off, but I don't really care. <laughs> Oh shit! So, <laughs> so, hey, so, where do you see the Mudman in five years? Like, where, where do you, where do you, where you're at now versus where you're, where you want to be or where you hope to be? I, so I mean, I, I think it's really dependent on what oil and gas does in the next five years. I, I hope it continues to grow. We continue on the way that we're going, and and the business can continue to grow as well and which will allow me to keep developing products and, and getting some more newer stuff out there and, and kind of improving on things. But uh, yeah, I guess it'll, it'll really depend. I've, I've kind of started to diversify a bit just in case. So Smart. I have uh, a few other, a few other non oil and gas things in the works as well. And, and a few uh, patents pending on some stuff, but I mean, oil, oil and gas is kind of, I mean, it's been my entire life for the past 20 years and, and it's kind of what I'm passionate about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's smart that, you know, like you're not putting all your eggs in that basket too. Right. Cause you know, we just come out of fucking seven years of shit. Right. And it, it's going good right now. Well, you know, we all know, you know, boom, bust cycle, feast, famine. But, uh, man, that's that's smart. And, dude, like, I, I want to, like, just say, like, I'm honored to, like, know you. And, like, fuck, is there some, it's a friendship. I'm honored to have you as a friend. Absolutely. Same here. Fuck, yeah. The, the, the thing that we were part of, like, you helped out with uh, this past spring when, you know, the oil and gas industry, you know, Alberta for a couple of weeks anyways, was, was struggling a little bit due to, you know, wildfires and stuff like that, uh, that really affected things this past summer. And, you know, when we threw that, um, uh, wildfire that we fundraiser with Alberta strong, man, like you didn't even no no hesitation, no nothing. You were like, Hey man, I'm there for the drop, drop some money here. Take it. We, we, you know, we're, you're an ambassador for like like the mud man is an ambassador for you know this the energy industry in alberta and worldwide but like you know locally you were you were there to help heal the pain a little bit so yeah absolutely i mean i, I was more than happy to help i've i've had a, a host burn down uh, actually i it was a a buddy's host, but I had my, my car was being stored there and the, the, the car burned up. Uh, my family lost their, their lumber mill in Nova Scotia a couple summers ago. It, it burned up. It seems like there's, uh, there's wildfires around more and more now. And, and I mean, I, I know it can suck a lot when everything that you own is, is gone all of a sudden. So it's, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to help out when I can. And, and it wasn't a lot, but uh, I mean, it was it was what I could do at the time. So yeah, I, I'm, I really hope that it helps somebody that that needed either a place to stay, to get a hotel, or or whatever else it went towards. Hell yeah, man! And 
it did dude if it was 10 bucks it still would have been you know it went towards helping someone to every penny counted so man the fact that wait it was what two two grand i believe so oh yeah that was yeah. more than enough man that was like i said 10 20 bucks would have been that would have been amazing two grand dude like you probably helped more than a couple of people so that was insane thank you oh absolutely no that's uh like i say i'm more than happy if if i can uh i'd i love to be charitable when i when i'm able to hell yeah man and yeah no dude and it was it was great it was really it was a lot of fun that went live for like seven hours it was it was exhausting, but like, hey, you know, we did what we did, and we we helped some people. That's all that matters. Um, yeah. So, fuck, just thanks, and that's that's huge. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. So you know, I was gonna. I, I can't ask the viscosity question. I already did that, and the whole episode is pretty much about viscosity. So like, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, We'll go right to the, we'll go right to the, you know, the meat and potatoes of it, you know. Um, so, you know, Mount Rushmore, you know, for the most influential people in American, North American history, yada, yada, yada. Uh, um, you know, uh, if you had your own Mount Rushmore, a big Mount, Mount, Mount Rushmore made of mud, you know, like, what's, um, who would be on it and, and why? What, what four people would you look up to or aspire to be? I so I, I was thinking about this today. I knew knew the question was coming. Yeah. So I I I'd have to say my my grandfather would be the the first one that he left home as a a teenager and went to work on on fishing ships and then on uh, tankers and started off as as the cook and ended up being an engineer. And when, uh, when he left that, he went to work for Michelin and uh, worked as a, an engineer for Michelin until he retired. So kind of uh, not, a, not a rags to riches, but a rags to middle class maybe. And was able to give my, my mother the, the, what she needed and, and the rest of her family. So and great man. He was uh, named, I believe, to the Order of Canada. Uh, before he passed away a few years ago. What and really? That's cool. Yeah, just a yeah, just a an amazing guy. Um, uh, I I'd ha also have to have my brother on there. So my older brother, uh, he's two years older than I am. He quit school in grade seven and started a forestry company. And then he, uh, from there, he started a construction company and was building roads for forestry companies. And then uh, he kind of sold his equipment and went in with, as a partner with my cousin. And they, they bought my uncle's sawmill. And now they're, they, it's a sawmill that, that burned down a few years ago. Uh, so they bought it. And then about a year after that, it burned down. And then they've got it all rebuilt now, and, and they should be sawing lumber here in the next probably month or so. Wow. So he's kind of kind of doesn't have the, the formal education, but he's one of the smartest guys I know. Maybe not if you ask him about, I mean, philosophy or something like that, but I mean, he's the common sense that he has and the, the good advice. Uh, he's definitely uh, very smart that way. Does he know what viscosity is? 
<laughs> I, I don't know if he does. I, I, he probably does because he he does, uh, and he's worked in the woods uh, the majority of his life. And, and you have to to mix your chain oil into the into the gas for the chainsaws, so you need a certain viscosity there. So and, and just the the numbers of the the different oils and things are based on the viscosity of them. So so I'm pretty sure he'd have an idea anyway. <laughs> Uh, then I'd, I'd, uh, I'd have to have my, my parents up there as well. Uh, we'll put them on one that, uh, my dad was a, a crane operator for most of my, my childhood. So he was, he was gone away all the time and mom raised, uh, me and my brother and my, my sister, uh, that dad would be gone for about a month at a time. And then he might be home for a weekend and, and then he'd be gone for another month and, during summer break, we'd always go and visit him wherever he was working, and it was always fun to kind of to hang out with the the other construction workers that he was working with. We'd usually stay at the house that they had rented, and and it was a it was a ton of fun. But uh, I know he made a lot of sacrifices to to be able to give us everything that we needed, and uh, and then yeah, and, and mom for I mean raising us uh, while dad was away, and. I have to say for the, the fourth one would have to be my fiance that, uh, and she puts up with me. She, uh, <laughs> she's one of the smartest people that I know. and one of the, the nicest and, and prettiest. And <laughs> that can and will be uh, yeah, the court of law. Well, it's, it's kind of funny that, uh, we're, we're writing our vows now. And one of the jokes is she asked me what I wanted to write for my vows. And I said, I don't know, you're smart, you're pretty, you're, you're nice. <laughs> so, so that's a, a big joke now that I need to get a, th a thesaurus and, and come up with some bigger words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Fuck, man, that is badass, though, about your, um, your mom bringing you to see your dad, you know, on the road when he's away working and stuff like that. And, becoming a part of the crew man my wife uh when i work the road crew she she brings my kids uh on the road to see me and they we stay in the hotel and stuff like that and my kids have become like crew mascots to to the crew right like everyone loves them they when they come back they're like the welcoming com welcoming committee like hey how was your day what are you doing now What's for supper? And then sometimes we'll go outside and they're having a barbecue or whatever. And my kids just like insert themselves in, in the middle of whatever party or conversations going on. And that is, you know, man, that that's cool. And, and, you know, um, that that's to me, to me, man, like when, when my kids do that, like, you know, um, I'm not getting time back that I've missed because you can't get that time back, but I'm creating new memories that, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be able to. And, um, you know, it's, it's really neat to have my two worlds collide like that. You know, it's, it's, it is a unique experience for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. When the first time that you brought it up on the podcast, I was thinking that's, that was like my childhood during the summers that we'd, we'd be wherever dad was, whether like it was in a staff house or a motel or wherever all over the Maritimes, PEI, New Brunswick, uh for the most part and it was always great it was vacation but dad's work yeah yeah it is vacation so it was, for uh, them yeah 
No, I can, I can very much them. relate to it. It is a vacation for them, but for my wife, it's like, I feel so bad because like she's, you know, she's got to make the most of it. She's got to go out and like figure out what she has to do or what she can do to keep them occupied during the day. If there's a park around or if there's a swimming pool or whatever. Um, but for her, you know, we were in Hardesty last summer and Hardesty is a shithole. And then, you know, this year we were in Boyle. No <laughs> offense to Boyle or Hardesty. There's just nothing to do there. So, you know, she'd have to drive out of her way to go find something else and explore. Or there are times where, you know, sitting in the hotel room waiting for me to come back. And that day just happens to be one of my longest days I've worked. And, you know, it's like 15 hours later I get back and she's like, thank God you're here. <laughs> just rocking back and forth, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't envy her or or my mother having to to look after us that way. That it, uh, and it, it's definitely it's it's a different type of hard. It's oh, it's not going out and, and breaking breaking your back, but it's and it's definitely not an easy job. It is mind busting, is what it is. And you know, I say it all the time, man. Like I can work a twenty hour day and and be out there in the cold doing my thing. And, you know, I still come back and I have a little bit of time for something else. I could do, you know, a little bit of something else before I go to bed or whatever. But like eight hours chasing my kids around and I'm ready for bed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're counting yeah, down it's, that time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a couple uh, nephews and a niece. And when they were younger, it was, it was so much fun to get them riled up, play with them for a few hours and then just give them back. Yeah, like you, you know, you can just go and do whatever you want now. It's not your problem. But when you don't have that option, it would suck. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I feel sort of because <laughs> I'm like in a hotel room and it's like I hear the screaming start. I'm like, I have to go. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> brush my teeth or have a shower or hey, I gotta go poo. <laughs> you know, like click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. so bad. Yeah. I knew that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Hey, you know what? I think I hear the smoke alarm going off in the hotel. I gotta go check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, this has been a lot of fun, and like, I appreciate you coming on, man. And you know, like, um, I love that. You know, we're what we're. 30 episodes into having you as a sponsor and man it's it's been a blast it's been so fun yeah i know it's been great and uh like i was saying we we need to figure out what you need for a laptop to get you you set up all professional yeah man you know we're we're looking into that we're looking we're looking to see how else we can do this better you know and you know because when I'm doing it right now, i got to put my phone on uh, do not disturb mode. And then, you know, if anyone does call, if I forget to do that, it not kicks me out for a second. And when I, that way there, you know, if I have a laptop, I can I can do it. And we can we can continue. You know, people can blow my phone up all they want, and it's not an issue. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. If it, uh, I mean, if it improves it, then yeah, let me know. Well, we'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. It's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool, you know. Like 
I also don't want to take advantage either, right? And that's just... oh no, okay. No, I not top at all. Line, I need a top of the line gaming laptop. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. I'll Perfect. get uh, get Bill Gates get Bill Gates on the phone here right away. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him you know it needs to be the best computer he's ever built, and you know it's going to be used for uh, uh, um, a podcast. Turns out I'm just using it for other shit. Using my phone still. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I, I, like I said, I'd be happy to help. Be happy yeah, to yeah. help you continue to grow with it and uh, and continue to sponsor it. Well, right now, right now, man, I'm I'm busy trying to lock down a, a really really good guest for episode fifty. Like episode fifty, we're seven or six weeks away by the time this one comes out. Um, you know, I. I know who I want. I've reached out already, but a super hard dude to track down and doesn't look like he really uses his social medias a lot. And, um, you know, everybody knows who it is. If you pay attention to the oil and gas industry over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years. And it's someone that is, you know, well known and was a part of something huge. Um, I want him on, and he's just really hard to get a hold of. So I've got six more weeks, set six or seven more weeks to like really get get into his ear somehow. And uh, I found his wife on social media, but I'm not gonna message her. So, or maybe I will. Maybe I have to do that. But I don't know. I it, it's it's a big mountain to climb. But if we can't get him, I know who else I want. So, uh, Plan B might have to be Plan A. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, shoot me a message maybe and let me know who it is that uh, you never know. I might have a contact who can kind of put someone in touch with somebody else and and we might be able to get something going. I mean, you've got a, a pretty good network and a, a great yeah. network, the, the people that you know, and you may as well take advantage of it. Hell yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, I'll shoot you a text when we're done here, but like, dude, yeah. it's... It's a big fish, and he may not want to do it. He left the oil and gas industry afterwards, and, uh, like, he might not want to do it. He might. I think he's pretty a pretty private dude, but we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. You go take care of your bride-to-be and, and whatnot and get some rest, and I'm going to go take care of my wife. I got 30 seconds of maybe not pleasure (laughs) (laughs) you know 30 seconds of pleasure on my part maybe 30 seconds of pissing someone off so you know like we'll see how it goes you know i gotta seed the plant i got a little swiss roll to put in there there you go (laughs) this has been a blast buddy all right yeah thanks a lot uh thanks for having me on we'll have to do it again absolutely but hey you stay frosty and you stay viscous hold, hold on What's the website where people can find your, your gear at and where can they find you on social media? We should have did that before. <laughs> but So the, the, the website that's currently up is uh, www.mudmanmarket.com. Uh, like I was saying, I bought mudman.com. So that should be up in the next two weeks. Uh, I guess it's October 4th today. So in the next two weeks, that should be up. Uh, social media... I, I'm on Instagram, but I never 
really post anything or go on. I got to get better at that. Uh, I believe it's just Mudman Market. And I believe the same thing for Facebook, but uh, again, I gotta yeah. I gotta get better at the social media stuff. Absolutely, everyone needs to, man. Everyone, if it, my my biggest uh, advice for anyone that has a business or trying to do something with a product, get on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Get there, find out how to break the algorithm. And just double down and do your thing. That's it. It's it's an insane world. Definitely, I know. Any time that I post something, I, I usually get some good results, and I'll I'll end up with uh, quite a few. Especially on LinkedIn, I'll end up with quite a few messages and views. Uh, I mean, a few thousand is what I call pretty good, but uh, uh, it's just no consistency to it, so I don't gain any momentum. Yeah, yeah. Like like you said, consistency is key, right? Like you if you gotta you gotta hit and then you gotta keep hitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it take it all takes time, man. You know, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing, right? You you gotta find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I just hired a new guy here about three weeks ago and he's he's a younger guy and I'm we're still training and repairing the equipment and filling some orders and the chemicals and that type of stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that he's kind of a bit more tech savvy that he can kind of take over a bit of that for me hell yeah there you go man there you go all right man this has been fun you stay frosty you stay viscous oh i will (laughs) (laughs) thick and juicy